Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Dings with Kinks. Before we get into tonight's episode, I want to remind all you sexy cats and kittens out there that we are in fact on that social media. Look us up at Dinkswood Kinks on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I'm your host, John Andera, and with me as always the two sexiest people on the internets, Rebecca and Mr. Shep. Hello. Is he like um going for that early late eighties, early nineties DJ intro there? Yes. And I'm here for No, it. that was that was a um that was a Tiger King reference. Tiger King. Yeah, that was Carol Baskin Tiger King. there for a hot minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm sorry, I froze I froze a little bit. I panicked. I had a real uh, statuesque moment and I was just like I don't know what to do. Yeah. You didn't. But you know. When in when in doubt, uh, I go I go mannequin and uh just quote from Tiger King. I mean, I feel like that's the safest bet for anybody. I thought when in doubt you go manic. It was the Very tiger. Manic. It was hello you cats again. I was like, "Oh my god, I can't function." Mm. I was like, oh, "You lost me at that point." I was like, <laughs> "I need our whole audience to freeze for a hot second um just to get into the mood of what we're doing tonight." Now, all right. So, uh you guys, if you look over into the uh chat, uh, I posted a word in there, and I want you guys to try to say it. A galatophilia? 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 Right, I'm I'm still wavering from you guys when I'm trying to do it. Do it. Galatophobia. Oh, no, wasn't it philia? Not phobia. That's a fear. Different podcast. Different I was, podcast. I started to sound it out, but then I got scared. Okay, sorry. It, it is. It's it's a complex one, but essentially, it is uh, the attraction to mannequins or statues or um, you know. Let's say real dolls, like life-size dolls, yes, um, which is a whole different kink, but we will get into a little bit of that. Um, but, but, but I think we're jokies. all familiar with... No, go ahead, sir. No, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, this, but the joking decided it's galmatophilia, yes. Galmatophilia. Not that mm. one I said. Sounds very Italian. Yes. <laughs> Like, I don't feel like I can say that word without an Italian accent. And I feel, uh, even though I am Italian, I feel like that's offensive somehow. Do you feel offended? I feel offended, offended? Mm-hmm. I feel <laughs> offended <laughs> by and myself. Like, are you yeah. offended? Are you offended by that? <laughs> I am a little offended. I want to call my oh, okay. people on it. Just be like. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> I shouldn't be saying that. And they're like, but you're Italian. I still shouldn't be saying it. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> so, I mean, are you guys familiar with like the 1980s movie Mannequin? Oh, I, I that is a guilty pleasure of mine. I do. I love. I love that. Can control in that. Yeah. And those of you who are not familiar with the 1980s, which was uh, 40 years ago, uh, there was a uh, Bob's Burger episode where a man was in love and quote unquote married to a mannequin because he uh, thought he was in fact a mannequin at one point in time. That was actually a really good Christmas episode of Bob's Burgers. I, I highly suggest watching it. I like Bob's Burgers. I like the ship is looking puzzled, and I'm like, uh, telling mm-hmm. you it was a good episode. I don't know if I saw that episode. 
<laughs> Possibly not. Um, mm. But either way, uh, this man was, in fact, in love with a mannequin. Um, and, yeah, so this is actually a very common um, fetish. Uh, I think we've all grown up going into, like, you know, the department stores as we were young and seeing the mannequins all dressed in their clothes. And, I don't know, mannequins have gotten creepier as I've gotten older. Like, they, they look they have yes, no face. less human. Yeah, they have no faces. They have no face. Or they're all, like, silver and, like, look from the future. And I'm like, they're, they're T-1000s coming faces. to get me. But when we were younger, I mean, they looked like people. Mannequins were people, too, you know. Mannequins is people. They did. They tried to make the fit mannequins look more human. But now they just look like... Arigato? Weird. Half put together <laughs> robots. So... Yeah. But, I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, that That is still some allure to this. I mean, of course, you know, at the root of this, it's a paraphilia. It is an object, you know, it is an attraction to an object that is not genitalia. Um, and there are many causes of this fetish, like many origins for this fetish. What if the um, mannequin if look has back, a genitalia and they're attracted to that? Oh, yeah. Atomically correct? <laughs> oh, yeah, there. <laughs> um, so let's, let's, let's travel back in time a little bit to, uh, let's go back, go back, back when, um, sculpting became, uh, statue sculpting became very high detailed and your Michelangelo's, your, uh, other Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Where they would create these very, very lifelike statues um, mm -hmm. of both men and women. And a lot of them, I mean, if you think about David, statue of David, yeah. who uh, has his junk right there. It's not impressive junk, but apparently that was the deal back then. Just don't put impressive junk on it. No one wants hanging dong on their, you know, their statue. It's average junk, like okay? Big balls. I mean, have you seen it? He is, He's got like he big, big old balls. balls. But like, like maybe he's a grower. Maybe he's a grower. You know, he could be a grower. But I think I think it was just an unspoken rule: don't let your stat, don't let your uh, statues hang dong. Like, don't let them hang massive dong. You can give them little peen. You can give them. We don't need anybody walking by that going, man. I'm not even hung better than the statue. But it wasn't. It was cold um, in uncommon. that clay. It was very. It was very cold on modeling day. Uh, posing day uh, but this is when you know statues started becoming very lifelike very like very high detailed and there was an attraction built there I mean we were trying to capture the beauty of humanity the almost in you know imperfect perfection because I believe that if you have too mm -hmm. much perfection it's not perfect it's actually imperfect because the perfect specimen of a human is not perfect at all I mean I think we all have like, and this is a modern reference, but The Whale starring Brendan Fraser, which just won an Oscar. Yeah, perfect, perfect character right there. Just, mm. <laughs> but not the statuesque body that you think. No. <laughs> so there's almost like this godlike attraction to statues. Uh, have you guys ever seen a statue and you're like, fuck yeah, I'd bone that? I, I, I have actually. Um... It, like what's the uh, what's the one without the arms? The Venus is that is that the one that doesn't have the arms? 
Yeah. Um, Venus de Milo. Uh, yeah. My Venus de grandmother. Yeah, my grandmother actually had a statue uh, replica, and I remember just thinking like her stomach was so smooth and her belly button and like everything. I was like, yeah. I was like, everything. I should have known that I was by. <laughs> everything was symmetrical on there. The nipples, the breast, every part of her yeah. body is absolutely perfect. You just looked at the um, statue. It's like... so perfect that one time Homer Simpson got a sexual harassment suit and was called out by the Me Too movement for eating a gummy Venus de Mayo off a girl's <laughs> butt. Another reference that only like probably 10% of our audience got. <laughs> I got them tonight. I don't know why. I don't know why I have them all. Yeah, I'm here for here. it. Yeah, they're here for it. Yeah. Um, but you yeah, look at the real thing, and you're just like, wish all the girls were like statues of Venus, and I'd well, be equipped with a petrified penis. <clears throat> it was one of the things. There was, there was absolutely this flawless quality to these statues. It was out of the. You know, we were out of expressionism where. You know, you had, like, Picasso making everyone look warped and, you know, but almost had, like, a level of the realist, you know, imperfection there to a more pristine, flawless creation of statues. And so I'm kind of, like, really throwing out this kink origin, you know, originated in this time period. Because mm -hmm. before then, statues were very crude. Um, not, like, super detailed. They weren't poorly detailed, but it was... They weren't art yet. Statues were monuments. Yeah. They were busts of things, like just the neck mm -hmm. up, you know. The neck up. Or they were war memorials, or they were, you know, they weren't an attraction to beauty. Like, they weren't like a, um, they weren't beautif um, beautifies. I don't know. Beautifies. Back in the beautifies. Roman days, you know, they came up with some, you know, and started worshiping the gods and goddesses. I think that's when the art really started to appear there too. Yeah, it, well, like I said, yeah, absolutely. In Greece, mm -hmm. um, yeah. when statue making became more of not memorial but a sign of art and beauty, and I think that's that's kind of like what you think of when you think of the Renaissance, when you think of like ancient Greece when they were depicting their gods and goddesses, and it was absolute perfection. And I think a lot of this kink stems from that. It's not so much that I'm attracted to the inanimate object, but now there is a side to this where they are, and we're going to get into that too, but mm -hmm. we're going to boil down to statuesque perfection, like flawless, almost to a level that's in... You guys know what the Uncanny Valley is? No. Okay, the Uncanny Valley is a graph. You uh, At the very spectrum, at the highest, the most human is an actual human. Mm-hmm. And it keeps going out, and then you have a human in costume or makeup. It's a little lower. It doesn't... You don't quite get that human feel from it. But you're like, okay, but that's still a guy. I get it. And then you have a computer-generated man at the lowest point. Mm-hmm. And this is, like, where you go, I don't know what's wrong with this, but there's something wrong with this. It's just not real my my it cannot trick my brain and that's what the uncanny valley is and you know listeners at home look it up the uncanny valley is great i think they really they really put it in perspective when uh they started remake and doing cg characters 
Uh, one of the best descriptions mm-hmm. I ever had is comparison to Star Wars. Oh, yeah. And just where humans stand on your ability to disband uh, disbelief. Right. Yeah. Like, and just I making think... reality out of no reality, you know? <laughs> well, we quickly learned that you know part of what we recognize, what we look for in a person is their flaws. If you, you know, if someone is completely perfect and completely flawless, you don't really register with them. You, you will, every part of your brain will look for a flaw. And it's not about insecurities, but flaws are what makes us human. That's why, like, if you look at a statue with no imperfections, you never go, that's a person. Yeah. Yes. Until it's perfect. Until the magic of Rob Zombie gave us more human than human more human than human and that song is all about the uncanny valley it was actually written an inspiration to the uncanny valley just look it up totally not making that up um and i think that is it there's there's that unattainable beauty because no one can be as perfect as a statue because no matter how fit you are no matter how gorgeous your skin is you will always have a flaw Mm -hmm. and you know normal like you know instinctual things is that's what we look for in other people because i have flaws i want to see somebody else with flaws if i can't find a flaw in you i'm not going to be able to connect to you because i have flaws where are your flaws oh they're everywhere <laughs> Ever, yeah it was just, just written all over my face and so that's where i think this attraction comes from it comes from that inhuman quality that almost unreal, unattainable flawlessness. But there is some. I can I can see that because there is some draw. There there's a draw where whereas in a, somebody who doesn't have a gum a gumophilia look <laughs> that doesn't have this like we still look at those like the David and the Venus de Milo and 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 we look at those and we still have that that emotional feeling of the perfection like we look at it and that's why they've lasted through time it is just so perfect and that mental attraction to that because it is uh, and, and but you know people with this this kink and this fetish they they have something about that is is more than that it's that mm-hmm. sexual attraction and i can totally see how that can cross that line and go and go in more in depth and their absolutely and triggers our emotional damage well here here we're gonna get to the fun part um yeah. and as i was doing research on this kink and like looking into it a lot of times you know it's not just statues that they have this attraction to but nine times out of ten it's a mannequin and they'll mm-hmm. affix on a mannequin and funny enough, a lot of times, and it's not always, so don't don't come at me internet and be like, that's not me at all. A lot of the stories I've read is the mannequins they choose to fall in love with are the mannequins that they can find their specific flaws in. This paint job is a little uneven here. There's a chip there. They've, they humanize the inanimate object by creating flaws which build the attraction. Hmm. Because then we're getting the real root of why people are attracted to people. That's fun. It's actually a fun fact. Yeah. Um, 
people aren't attracted to people who are flawless. People are attracted to people who have flaws that they connect to. So next time you worry that you're too flawed, just remember that's the source of all human attraction and all human connection is you know your flaws because you don't stick your dick in God. You just preach about it. <laughs> I'm okay, sorry, I'm okay there, Rebecca. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's like every trauma I have is worrying about all of my flaws. And I'm over here and I'm like, well, fuck. It's not your flaws we worried about. And a lot of, a lot of this fetish, it's not just sexual arousal. It's emotional connection too. And um, let's, let's get a little bit about like just the connection, the emotional connection to it. Um, a lot of these people with this fetish grew up in situations where they were dealt with abuse. They were mm-hmm. also, or not just abuse, but neglect or overburden. Like it, it could have been too much of a good thing. And the, the one thing that most people see in mannequins and statues is their own reflection of yourself. That creation can be any personality that you want it to be. It is... Someone who's not going to judge you unless you want to be judged. It's not going to ridicule you unless it's something that you want. You get to create that character. You get to create the substance that is that mannequin. And and a lot of people, it's not just sexual attraction. They, they form tight and deep emotional bonds to these things. And it's essentially just a reflection of themselves that they're projecting onto that. What they want to see. What they need to see. And just either because they've never experienced it before. Only through, uh, you know, distant distant vision and stuff like that. Well, and and I think that with um, a mannequin and, you know, you're projecting that personality. Like, it also like it doesn't talk back like it is that perfect person that you're constantly searching for and that con you know you they can be anything you want and and there's there's an appeal to that because you're not having to worry about the insecurities you're not having to worry about them not liking you or you fucking up and them breaking up with you like you have that security it's almost a security feeling and I I can totally Mm -hmm. see that where it's uh, this 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 object and to them this person has this person and it's never going to leave me it's never going to judge me it's never going to like they are never going to I can never mess up with this person and I can see where that's right yeah Mm -hmm. it is essentially it's it's whatever they want it to be it's their own creation their own story and like said there are many documentaries I, I highly suggest i can't think of any one name but hit netflix up uh there's a whole site on sex robots there, there was this very really good thing and they're like why are you building sex robots it's essentially just an upgraded version and like same with the real sex dolls it's an upgraded version of this mannequin fetish it is i have now something tangible that i can imprint what i want to have back and build this fantasy mm-hmm in my head and it is it's safe 
I, you know, I want to say there is a lot to uh, be said about the health, healthiness of this. Because you're building very unrealistic standards to, you know, what you need. Because, like I said, you need everyone needs to be talked back to. Everyone needs to be challenged in their own sort of way. You can't go through life having someone who doesn't, you know, challenge you in any sort of way. And in a relationship, because that's what relationships are based on. And, then, you know, like I said, I'm not talking about my personal opinion. I'm just talking about psycho- I mean, psychologically speaking, because that's how you build healthy relationships going forward. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having these fetish. I think this fetish is actually really nice. It's it's a really good coping mechanism to dealing with. I I either have massive social anxiety and I can't, it's crippling. I cannot get over it. So I have somebody I can... I can concede into or you know I don't have I have so much insecurity and it's not just about my anxiety it's it's just I am insecure I can create somebody I feel safe with so like I said as, as much as I believe it there is so much unhealthy about this that can be said about a lot of kinks now with this particular kink would you also feel that kind of maybe in some small ways blends with the doll fetish you know how mannequins and even statuesque have that some oftentimes that perfect porcelain type look so we'll have people that seek the people have that same porcelain or porcelain doll look or uh, complexion to them and I think we, when we covered our sex dolls, we, we did an episode on sex dolls and we did an episode on transformation and freezing. We did talk a lot about the turning, somebody turning themselves into a mannequin, somebody like having those qualities. Yeah. And the big difference between this fetish and that is at no point in time were they ever human. It wasn't someone right. transformed. It wasn't looking for someone who has these qualities already. Because, again, you're defeating the purpose of what you're wanting from this mannequin or statue. And I think that's that's where that real big divot goes into. So they are making these mannequins and statues in their mind people. Like mm-hmm. People. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just... I can, I can see almost... Like, it, it. I know it sounds on the surface like... I know that there's probably like people out there who are like, oh, why would you do that? But if you look at it in an aspect of attachment and, and the need and how attachment actually affects your sexuality, I mean, it, it makes sense. Like they want to feel secure and they want to feel loved or whatever. They want to they want to be able to create that reality for themselves. You know, because the reality, maybe the reality that they've been in has not been great. And, and to feel and to create that warmth is, is sort of appealing. No, I get it. Like I said, I, I think, and a lot of times, I don't think anybody does it intentionally. Like, you know, you've all seen that mannequin, you're like, oh, hey. And even if you don't have the fetish, have you never just like walked by and been like, if that, if that person was a real person, what would they be like? Right. What is David's personality? He's got those big balls but tiny dick. Like, what's it? What's going on? Like, what was he doing? What's What's he doing tomorrow? <laughs> have you ever wanted to he's touch pr- it? He's proven he's a shower, ever... not a grower. 
me know. Have you ever wanted to touch it? You just like, I just want to touch it. <laughs> no. If I want to touch a small dick, I'll just reach in my pants, okay? Let's, let's, let's. Aww. <laughs> like your fiend panty pack, now available in the store. <laughs> Dondarastreams.com slash merch. Micropene fanny pack. We should put that on the day we should put that on the David statue. I need I need a photo of that. Just like I can make that happen for you. I can make that happen for you. I got you. Okay. Wow. Um But I am I'm absolutely fascinated about this because the more research I thought, I thought it was like well, we started with that the people are just wanting this very flawless individual that is like goddess like. And yes, there is some aspect to it, but most of this is I need a connection and I I seek a connection that is the connection I feel safe with. I mean, a lot of these people have vivid imaginations. Um, You're not you're not going to see somebody with zero imagination having this kink. (laughs) Do you have this kink? You have this kink? I have zero imagination. Oh. That's why I asked if you had this kink. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I could, I could see myself. myself. I don't know. I could see myself having this kink. I would at least try it. I don't know. I feel like I would. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it was like, if you got to like, there was probably an era where, uh, era where they were doing statues that hung dong, like really just had packing meats. Yeah, I think you know, get behind this. You know, functioning statues. You drill a hole into like uh, Venus de Mayo. <laughs> I can get behind this. You know, I mean, for all the people that use inanimate insertion toys, I mean, they're already using one part. What's so different of attaching the rest to the part? See, yeah. fair. <laughs> I'm there for it. And I'm here for it. That was actually when I was looking into it. I was like, what is the difference between this kink and like? having sex with a sex doll or or like any type of sex toy and that was it that creating this separate individual an attachment of yourself your perfect dream partner and that's where this kink really just sank into my brain and I'm like yes put it all in my brain and just moosh it around in there that is this is not so much like I, I just enjoy sex toys and I like inanimate objects. This is much more of a an emotional bleed over. Mental connection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is fascinating. I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm getting behind this. And again, you know, they find um, they find the flaws in these cre- you know in these mannequins and they define those mannequins based on those flaws. Like it's almost mm-hmm. like uh, have you guys ever seen um, I Am Legend with Will Smith? I actually have not. Yes. Have you not? All right, there's a I scene know, where he is he's the last person left alive in the city, so he takes all these mannequins and poses them around the city, and he talks to them. He, he actually communicates to them, because like I said, it's just getting that healthy... He has no Correction. one else to talk to. Like th- This is a thing of necessity, not so much of just want mm-hmm. and there would come a point where they he started blurring the lines uh one of the one of the mannequins were, was moved by one of the bad guys in there they were setting a trap mm-hmm. and he had <clears throat> excuse me he had an actual breakdown about it being there and he was just you could see where that disconnect where that line of am i imagining this like how could this be 
are you real? Am, am I losing my sanity? Mm-hmm. So I, I think if, if you're wanting a better understanding about the reasons for this kink, go watch I Am Legend. Like, I, it's not about mannequins. I can promise you that. It's actually about like you know a virus, last man on earth. But there are several scenes where he is communicating with these mannequins. There's even one. There's there's one in a movie rental place. He's renting a movie, and it's this cute girl, and she's dressed nicely, mannequin. And he always he always just looks over at her like he was going to talk to her that day, and then he just kind of chickens out. And then one day he does talk to her, and it's probably one of the saddest moments in the movies. He just whispers in her ear. He says, "I wish you would say something." Oh. Just, just talk to me. Yeah. Because, like I said, in his head, he has built all of these characters. Right. Because he's all alone. And I think to a lesser extreme is what this fetish is at its heart. Is I'm having trouble connecting with my peers and people around me. But nobody gets me like I get me. And what they can have an extension be? of themselves. They can have an extension of themselves in that mannequin. And get these much very needed validation. Even if it's degraded validation. Because I read one where their statue is very cruel to them and very mean and very degrading to them. But it's what they want because they're the one making it happen. Yes. It is, <laughs> it is consensual consent. It is the most consensual consent you could ever have. That's, you're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because anything that thing does, you made it do, but you are it. So you are consenting on pawn consenting. Even if it's consensual non-consent, it's the most consenting consensual non-consent consent you can have. Multiple layers of consent. It's like Inception consent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Assumption Junction. What's your mouth? What's your function? <laughs> that being said, what what do you guys think? Is this is this something you guys can get behind? Yes. Or in front of? Absolutely. You know, whatever. Sideways cuddles. Um. Yeah. I I think so. I think I can see where the the that just need to emotionally mentally connect. And, and and it's not in and, and, and the the sexual attraction just like like with a a real human like with a real person that follows like that follows like you you connect with somebody emotionally and mentally and then and then all of a sudden like they become very sexually attractive so I can mm-hmm. I can see I can I can get behind this one I I think yeah. I'd support it the, yeah the suspension of disbelief is probably one of my favorite parts of this and it's just creating that character in your head or taking somebody you know like I think a lot of times what happens is and this is what I do is like I'll look at a mannequin or something like that and I'll go what's the story so I'll take little bits of pieces from people I know like okay this quality here this quality there it kind of looks like this person so let's give them this quality and build that new human and then just let it run out in your head all day long what that what that person is doing with their life Never uh, gonna be able to see a mannequin again without looking at that. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, I want your backstory. <laughs> yeah, what what is your backstory? I do that all the time. Like, why are you wearing those clothes? Like, what's going on? Is this your fashion sense, or did somebody dress you? Are you going to a job interview? <laughs> yeah, but see, I do that all the time, except with real humans. I just didn't watch. Oh yeah, like, same. Oh, it is. Yeah, like. <laughs> 
It's people watching where you're always right. <gasps> oh. Right? Mind blown. <laughs> On that note, I have spun the wheel. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. yeah. I mean, do we have any safeties on this one, though? Just to be safe? To cover all the bases? Do you, Don't go do you taking do them safety? out of... I, I have read this. I have read the articles where people were breaking into department stores to steal mannequins. Don't do that. Don't, don't, go don't, do that. Yeah, don't, don't break day. the law. No stealing. No stealing. I honestly <laughs> believe all the safety of this stuff is very common sense stuff. And you say that. No, but here's the thing. is I'm not here to teach people how to live their life. There, there's no point in time where I take this pocket. Live with that. Live a good life. Yeah. I, I say my beats that, you know, the emotional disconnect is not always healthy. That is your biggest, your main safety concern is, is diving too deep and losing yourself and creating these worlds and not, you know, creating fuss. I've talked about that one. That's the big safety on this one is just your own connection to your realities and always be aware of it and always seek therapy if, you, if you're having trouble connecting to people seek therapy and if it's working for you and you're happy and you're not having any problems in life you're doing good doing better yeah. than most so have fun with it um <clears throat> so next week i'm going to be doing a talk a break from talking uh because i feel like i cannot do this kink justice so i shouldn't say a word next week um Honestly, just the sound of my voice is probably the opposite of what this kink is about. Silence? Yeah. Silence? Silence do good. Oralism. Oralism? <gasps> little ASMR, a little bit of smooth talking. I'm so uh, excited. And one of us, one of us on here has done this uh, on their Twitch stream and is yeah, known and for their wonderful ability so Shep I know you have done some research on ASMR and speaking I am totally I, I totally have this kink mm, turn me on turn me on Shep so, so next week <laughs> I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say a word voice line stuff shut up Shep we're gonna let Shep talk the entire time <laughs> no I am I am here just to point and I'm what I'm gonna do is I'm not gonna say a word I'm not even introducing next week's episode Shep You've got 119 episodes to go back and listen to how this podcast is introduced. Because next week, you're introducing it. You're doing my bit at the beginning. That, you know, the part that you made fun of at the beginning of this episode? Now it's your turn. Now it's my turn to do it right? Okay. You get to do it right. Boys, you're both pretty. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm just saying he's going to do it right. He's going to do it fantastic. I'm not saying a word. I will go, hi, hi. And I'm just going to point at you guys, and you guys do all the talking. Next week's going to be the best-sounding episode we've ever had. Just going to hold up signs. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to be like, Shep, talk. Shep, this. I'll have cue cards. I'll hold up cue cards so you guys know what to say. Like, if you're, if you're like, struggling, I'll be like, cue cards about all this right. or about that. I'll be ready. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, but... That's it. I do want to remind everyone again: follow us on that social media. You know, we got we got the socials. Reach out to us if you have any of our kinks that we've talked about in the past, or you have this one, or you want to recommend one for a wheel for us to talk about. Because I just spin the wheel. I can add stuff to it. <coughs> I won't take away from it unless we're covering it. <laughs> just reach out to us. Talk to us. You will get us. It's not some like social media guy sitting in a room, being by himself, sweating, eating Cheetos. 
because uh, I don't like Cheetos. It's usually me sitting in a room eating Fritos, which are so much better. And it's me uh, answering. You don't like Cheetos? What? No, Cheetos are gross. Cheetos. Okay, you be eating Cheetos. I'm not. I'm eating Fritos. Chili cheese Fritos. <laughs> cool. Oh, cool, so cool, good. So I do want to thank everyone for listening to the podcast. I am one of your hosts, John Ondera, and with me as always are the two most sexy talking people in the world, which we'll hear a lot of next week, Mr. Shep and Mrs. Rebecca. Till next time. Good evening, everyone. Bye.